Welcome to the Outdoor Mentor Podcast, a space to create, explore, and transform through connection. I'm Robbie Watterson, life coach, mentor, and soon-to-be wilderness therapist. It is my passion to connect others through the guidance of nature. Now, allow your heart to open and receive the wisdom of love. Welcome back to the Outdoor Mentor Podcast. This is Robbie, your host. Thank you for tuning in. This is episode number three on transforming anger. So today we're going to talk about anger and define it. We're going to see, look at some symbols of anger, uh, see how it occurs in nature as well. We're going to see how it affects our relationships. And of course, the best part, we're going to understand it and learn ways to transform our anger, transform it to compassion, transform it to love. Because ideally, that is what's behind it. Anger is simply something that we've learned, something that uh, we've maybe pushed aside and it's gotten in the way of that love and compassion. You guys know this. Uh, someone that you love dearly. It could be an animal. It can be a lover. It can be a family member. You have probably gotten angry at this person And almost regretted something that you said or that you did and felt terrible afterwards, felt extremely terrible and didn't understand what to do with that and why that came about. How could you love somebody so much and at the same time act this act out on this anger towards them? So, yeah, we're going to talk about that today. Uh, But in the meantime, I did want to touch base about episode number three was originally supposed to be on intimacy so my apologies for that we had some delays in that because leah is not doing so well she's uh has some bronchitis that she's recovering from so please send your love to her and tune in be on the lookout to tuning into that next week Uh, we we hope to get that out to you it's going to be phenomenal but for now you've got a solo episode with me and i hope you guys enjoy it and get to a and learn how to apply it in your life. So why did I choose anger? What is up with anger? You know, because we're talking about resilient relationships, you know, bouncing back from hardship, bouncing back from suffering in times in our life that maybe weren't the best or as we define them, the best. But anger is something that I've been dealing with my entire life and felt it in my heart. So generally how I'm coming up with topics or anything is something maybe that I've faced or something that I'm facing now and pulling that straight from my heart versus gathering information from something and just giving a topic out. And I hope that this is of value to you guys because it is coming from a a good place, coming from a place that can help you out and providing wisdom. I like how um, Thich Nhat Hanh describes it as the wisdom for cooling the flames. So this anger has has been in me since as a child. Uh, I remember even early back in kindergarten fighting over a girl in on the playground. <gasps> okay, sorry, this was first grade, but still, it was pretty young, and you know, just getting in fights over a girl. And this anger was there. It was trying to claim something, claim something that necessarily wasn't mine. And I had so much anger and that's built up over the years. And I realized it too. 
especially when I was in high school, I would have a lot of anger around, mm, you know, just maybe things that were going on in my family, things that were going on in my relationships. And I wasn't sure why my relationships were going south, even though I was generally causing the problem. But the thing about it is I would punch holes in walls. I would be angry all the time and I would, you know, not be fun to be around. And it was just, it was embarrassing and I felt a lot of shame for having this anger. And further on, it's, it's carried out over the years, especially in college. I developed a lot of anger and, you know, especially when drinking, it brought out so much anger and I, I have no idea what to do with it. I have no idea how I was supposed to use it um, and really what it what it all meant. It just seemed like it was hijacking my brain, my body, taking over. And my gosh, I had no idea what was going on. I can even recall a time I was at the club with some friends and really just looking for a fight. And I'm like, wow, who is this guy? You know, I have so much history, so much richness from my family experience growing up and from, you know, all the things that I've, I've went through and, and grown from. But yet I'm trying to pick fights with people. You know, what kind of person is that? And really it was me asking for help, me looking for help. And trying to really offset that anger onto anything and everything around me. I would do that through trying to fight. By lifting weights. Uh, by having sex. By hmm, maybe getting angry with parents or friends. And it was just a, a constant thing that I seemed to carry with me. And... Let's speed up to even today. I thought that it kind of went away. But, you know, I've realized that I still have that anger. And I still carry that with me. And it gets so overwhelming at times. The anger is... It's paralyzing. Uh, It's paralyzing because why? Because, you know, I think that anger is bad. I thought that anger was bad. Uh, I feel bad for using that because people don't like to see that. They're scared of it. They're withdrawn. They like to withdraw from it because it's like, ugh, this is is too much right now. I don't know how to do this. Strangely enough, though, anger is a high frequency. It's up there at 150. David R. Hawkins, in his books... uh, especially the one transcending the level of consciousness, he has a measurement system of different emotions. And it's at it's calibrated at 150. I'm not sure of the measurement exactly, but uh, you know, just think about the scale 0 to 1,000. And this is at 150. And right above that is pride. And right above pride is a threshold that moves you up to the positive energy of courage. So as you can see, it really takes some courage to talk about anger and to not act on it in the same ways that you've done before, but instead really think about it, maybe step away and cool off. 
Thich Nhat Hanh says cooling, wisdom for cooling the flames. So, you know, cooling your flames by not giving into that and taking the time and the space to maybe just go and breathe and relax, clear your head, become present. You don't have to sit there and think about why or anything, but really just be with that anger and have the courage to do something different because that's the only thing that's going to move us up to a state of courage further moving up to compassion and then love so yeah let's look at uh let's look at anger here a little bit more because that's my story on it and i really felt compelled to talk to you guys about it because i am dealing with it now and sometimes it's really hard for me to to even create an episode on something that I'm going through because it's like, oh, I've got to talk about that. Shouldn't I talk about it once I have overcome it? But that's every other story out there is the the stories where you're hearing somebody overcome it, but you're not with them as they're going through it. So there's this richness, there's this raw aspect of it that you're getting when someone is actually going through it and I'm going through that right now. I've got some extreme anger inside of me. And that anger is energy. And I'm not ashamed of it. It's with me. It's been with me. And it's something that I can leverage in the future to really help me to be creative. And to be in a place of love. To really learn how I can utilize that energy and move it. And that's what I hope that I can do with you guys today. Um, we can talk about it, learn from it, and learn how to, gosh, learn how to transform it. So what is anger? What is it defined as? Well, there is a, you know, there's multiple definitions on how you look at it. You can see it, anger as an emotion, which emotions are energy. So that's like the root of it, right? But the definition is a strong feeling of annoyance, displeasure, or hostility. Uh, it can be something, you know, you're provoked or you're triggered, you know, generally that's how it's coming up. But I also want to look at a a word that has come up for me. In a book that I was reading, uh, there is uh, the word bile. And I'm like, bile, you know, isn't that the stuff in your liver, the yellowish substance from your liver that helps break down fats? And I'm like, yeah, you know, it is. But then I saw another definition under that. And that definition under that, under the green to yellowish brown fluid produced by the liver, was anger and irritability. There's a direct correlation with bile, that produced by your liver, your gallbladder, to break down fats and of anger. And what I can tell you is every emotion that you carry with you that's negative stores in your body and becomes toxic to it. It will literally destroy it and it will literally cause dysfunction until you adequately deal with it. You can try to suppress it. You can try to push it away. You can put it on somebody else. You can continually numb yourself. But the the reality is your body is going to store that. And physiologically, it's going to affect one of your organs. And for me, I have been angry for a while. And something that I've gotten tested for and found out about is my liver, my gallbladder, the bile that's produced by those, 
the bile is not producing sufficiently. It's, it's kind of just stopped. It's sluggish. And why is it doing that? Well, I think a lot of my anger is being stored there. And in, in that, I'm not absorbing fats. So I'm not really getting the, uh, I'm not getting the nourishment that fats bring, which could be, you know, in the winter, it's providing, uh, it's providing me basically more warmth. It's also helping to absorb certain nutrients, right? Um, so yeah, like, you know, vitamin D, right? That is a fat soluble vitamin. And if I'm not getting these fats, my body's not getting the nutrients or the absorption that it needs. So I'm having some issues with that. And what that looks like is basically if your feces is has too much fats in it, right? That's how we find out. And it almost floats, right? It does float at times. And with that, you know, you're not taking in any of those fats. So this is the kind of destruction that anger can have on your body physiologically. Yes, you can have it externally by affecting relationships, by affecting your career, by affecting uh, your schooling, your life, whatever. But internally, it is causing chaos and destruction as well. So yeah, that bile makes it all the way down to the small intestine where it helps assimilate nutrients and you know allow you to absorb the things that you need. But if it's not there to do that, you're basically, it's just coming out the other end. It's coming in, coming out. And you, I'm missing out on that, those important nutrients. So you can see why this is a concern. You can see why it has been something that's come up. But honestly, I haven't made this connection until recently when that word popped up in a book and I decided to look it up and I'm like, oh, this makes sense. You know, this is why I'm having that problem. And on top of that, I there was a book that was laying by itself on a bookshelf at school where you can pick up a book, borrow it, and take it back. And it, it was on anger. It was Thich Nhat Hanh's book on anger. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, you know, all these signs are flashing. So I'm like, all right, you know, now is the time to deal with it. Like, there's no more pushing away. There's no more hiding from it. There's no more... There's no more trying to get rid of it. It's simply surrendering to it and allowing it to fill up the space in my body to understand it, to be with it, and then to learn how to transform it. Because that's the only way that we grow is through transformation. Transformation through connection. That's my tagline. So we're learning to transfer our anger into compassion or love. So I want to look at some symbols of anger. When you think of anger, you think of fire, right? We think of fire. We think of red, the color red. We think of bloodshot eyes, clenched fists, tense muscles, maybe cramps in your stomach. You You know, there's that a whole thing where you don't feel like you're digesting well because you're in that fight or flight mode, right? When you're in anger, you're you're in the sympathetic nervous system, the fight, flight, or freeze. And generally that anger turns into fight, right? You know, it can it turns into fight where you want to fight back. 
And it can be a very powerful and rewarding energy if used correctly, right? That can bump us up to courage. That can bump us up to love. That can bump us up to um, appreciation. And further than that, let's look at some other emotions that are above love. So there's unconditional love that's above love. So love without conditions. There's joy. There's peace. Um, And of course, there's enlightenment at the way top. But uh, we want to focus on some of the more, uh, I guess, human type emotions that we go through on a more consistent basis. So, you know, really focus on that love, unconditional love, joy, and peace. So back to that's the symbols of nature or I'm sorry, symbols of anger. We are going to touch into the nature as well, but uh, yeah. So what are some symbols of anger that have occurred in your life? Maybe actually let's go here. Where did you see anger in your life? Where did it first come about? Did you see a family member fighting? Did you see someone out in public fighting? Did you see, fighting on TV, in movies. See, how do we know what anger is until it's defined? And generally, we see it from somebody else and someone says, oh, they're angry. And we're like, okay, that's anger. And take it back even further. When you're a child, there is no anger. There's absolutely no anger. What is it? What is a child? Let's, I'm, I'm talking a baby. What does a baby generally do? They're laughing. They're giggling. <laughs> they're laughing. And they're smiling. And they're also crying. They're also crying out. They want something. And that crying can be a want. That crying can be sadness. And generally it is sadness. So we have this, this happiness, this joy we have sadness. So where's anger? Where does that come about? How did we even develop anger? So generally, it's called habit energy. And this habit energy comes about from seeing somebody, whether we see it on TV, whether we see it in person, whether we see it in family, someone's fighting and someone's angry. And they are creating these acts that that are just symbolize anger whether it's stomping your foot whether it's yelling raising your voice slamming a door ripping out a phone driving fast and we start understanding what anger is and we understand almost how it creates a level of presence and the other if you're with another person because they're going to say something about it you're going to get their attention so imagine having a partner and they're so angry and you say something you know you you feel like you have to say something about it whether it's meeting them with anger or whether it's helping them cope and helping them understand it more and really being compassionate and empathetic with them. So, you know, if we see that it gets somebody's attention, 
and that it works, even though it's not necessarily the kind of attention that we want, it's still getting the attention and that's a learned pattern. And that's something we're going to carry with us. And that's something I've most likely carried with me. I saw a lot of anger, a lot of anger growing up. And I saw how it kept two people together, but not necessarily in the right way. It's like, oh, now you see me. Now you hear me. Now you get me. But is that the way that we want to get somebody's attention is through anger? Why does it take getting angry to get someone's attention? Well, it is a lower emotion than love. So again, it's a little bit easier to do it that way. We, we can get angry a lot easier to get someone's attention versus trying to get it from love. That takes a little bit more work. So there's this, this ease to it. And it makes it okay. It makes it, you know, better than trying harder. So that's kind of where I'm at with that. You know, I've, I think that I've learned that from watching that growing up and seeing how much attention that brought and getting that person's attention. Because that's something I've craved growing up. You know, in my last episode, we talked about different attachment styles and mine was the wave. Like, hey, you know, I'm right here. You know, it's an ambivalent type of attachment. We're wanting to be important, wanting to be noticed. And I realize that I crave that so much. And what's a better way than to get angry? You know, I'm. you're going to notice anger real fast. And it's not attractive. Uh, and it's not the way to you know, have somebody's heart. You have someone's attention, which you have their mind, but do you have their heart? And that's just, that's the thing about anger is it's not coming from a place of love. So I want to touch into some symbols of nature, symbols of anger in nature. So we see anger maybe as destruction, maybe as fires in the... Uh, Fires in LA, fires in Australia. We see it as hurricanes, tornadoes, high winds, floods. And we're like, wow, nature's angry right now. What is going on with that? But again, I want to tie this into that whole attention thing. And when we see certain things going on of that much chaos, that much anger, We pay attention and we pay attention out of concern. You know, why is this going on in this world? Why is it so destructive? Why is this happening? I'm so angry. So nature has its place with anger too. So it's not necessarily, it's not a bad thing. If used correctly, it does get our attention, but it's how we use it when we use it, how often we use it. And that's something to really pay attention to. So I do have a a task for you next time that you get angry. My task for you is to walk outside. Don't blow up on anybody or anything, any animal. Simply walk outside. Try to find some woods. 
try to find isolation. You know, somewhere that's not crowded. And walk. Be outside. And walk not viciously, not fast. But walk slow. And breathe as you walk. Breathe in. Breathe out. And do that multiple times. And do that until you come to a place of where you're back online, where you feel like, okay, I'm not being hijacked by this emotion anymore. Now it's time to think about it. So don't try to get rid of it. Don't necessarily overthink it. Don't feel bad about it. But just go and be with it and breathe into it. And then it's time to think about it and kind of understand why. You may say, oh, it was because of that person. They pissed me off. They said something that was terrible. They're putting me down. But is that really it? You know, can it be really caused from somebody else? Or is it our own internal state, our perception of that situation? Like, why are we so triggered by that? So it's something to really look into. But after you've cooled down and after you've gotten into that state where you're back online, back in your body, Look at that and see, what is it in me? Not anybody else, not any other thing. Let's not blame. Let's not be a victim. But understand what it is in you that's causing that. Why do I feel this way at this moment? And man, will that go such a long way. That will go such a long way, especially in relationships. So. In relationships, we want them to be resilient. We want to bounce back after things happen because things are going to happen. We're going to get into fights. We're going to suffer together. Uh, There's going to be hardships. And how are we going to overcome these? How are we going to work through them together? And part of that is working with anger because there's going to times where you're going to feel despair Like you can't, you know, there's just nothing you can do. There's other times where it's going to move on up. Move on up the energy cycle to anger. Where it's time to have the courage to do something different. So then you can get to a place of love. And what does that look like? Well, hmm. All right. So something that I tried today, as a matter of fact, I felt it. I woke up with it. I woke up with it and man, I tried to sleep it off. I tried to meditate it out of me (laughs) and it wouldn't leave. And I just felt it coursing through my body. I'm like, what is this? Why? My life is great. It's wonderful. I've got a lot going on. I've, I'm in school. I've got a, I'm on a relationship. You know, I'm going through my grateful list, right? But the grateful list, it's not going to work. You know, it's not going to work all the time. So this is what relationships are for. You ready for this? The next time you're angry, before you go outside, well, actually, let's let's put it this point. If it's to the point where you're going to say something really wrong to this person, you're going to blow up, you're going to make matters worse, you're going to put gasoline on fire, that's the time to go outside. But if you're aware that anger is in your body before a situation arises that will trigger that anger. Tell your partner you're angry in a happy way. Be like, 
honey, I am angry today. I don't know why I'm suffering. Will you please help me? Will you please help me by you know, being sensitive of that today, watering the, those positive seeds, and not the negative seeds. And what I mean by that is, you know, not nitpicking that day, not coming at you with a problem that's been, that you've been uh, wanting to talk to your partner about for a while, uh, not asking too much of your partner because you know they're going through something. So it's really just being, being with that person in that and understanding and if they know they're not gonna keep stepping on you they're not gonna step on the anthill and if they decide to do that you know then that's on them you know that's not a that's not a partner that's that has your back that's that's that sees your heart and that's a whole nother situation to begin with but if you tell your partner before you blow up, before you are triggered by something they're going to say, most likely it's not going to happen. So you're able to start transforming that and priming your body to be with that anger and not explode from it. So eventually this anger is going to turn into, oh, I can handle it now. It's not as, as bad as it was before. It's not as charged as it used to be. I can have the courage to be different now. And make room for love, make room for compassion. So think about how far that would go in your relationship instead of just using each other to blow up on, meeting anger with anger. How many times do we do that? You know, say your partner, say you're already angry. Something has been going on that you may be worried about. Something's been building up. The pressure is building and your partner says something. You know, you're obviously attracting it. And your partner says something and you just go nuts, maybe in a full rage. Whoa, where is this coming from? And obviously that charge that you just gave off has nothing to do with that situation. That's been a buildup from the, the past, but that situation allowed for it to be released. And there you go. You blow up, you get angry, and then you just meet anger with anger and maybe your partner is mad that you blew up on them because they're scared you know it's a scary thing no one wants to go through that they also feel a disrespect so they're going to meet anger with anger oh how dare they make me feel this way i'm going to make them feel the same way so again by that time it's a little too late you guys are both in it and it's time for somebody to cool off to step down and maybe just step away for a second and do a slow walk and breathe like i said in nature or maybe just sit and breathe sometimes that's hard for us that need to move a little bit more that can be challenging because then you're really your thoughts are racing so you know try walking try walking a light slow walk in nature by yourself but if it gets too much um, there is something, there is a, a process involved where you can diffuse that. And that can be either just yelling out loud or maybe grabbing a log that you see in the woods and beating the ground and beating it and beating it. And finally, like, whew, you know, it's gone. I don't feel that energy now. 
But I just want to make it a point that if you reach that level, it's okay. There's nothing wrong with you. But we want to work on preventing that to begin with. And a good way to prevent that, of course, is to express that you're feeling anger in your body because you know it's anger. You felt it before. Our body stores it places. We know we're used. Oh man, my my muscles are tense. Uh, I'm feeling this this lump in my throat. I know that something's something's coming about. So you know the anger is there. If you're really in tune and you're mindful, you'll know that there's anger. So then you can express it to your partner. And if they're really, if they're really good partner and what I mean by good is you know they care about you they love you they trust you they respect you then they're going to help work work with you and you guys can work together to make sure that your day doesn't lead to a reaction that's or an explosion so keep that in mind um, as a way to transform your anger and I hope that the that helps you guys out. There is something I wanted to read here about anger because again, we try to get rid of it because we're told by society that anger's violence, it's wrong, and you need to you need to take care of yourself. You need to get help. You know, we always hear that. But who's going to help if you don't help? You know, it's kind of it's our partner's responsibility to help us out. You know, we've made that vow when we decided to be one, one, uh, you know, a unity. There is a, still a separation, right? We still have two people in that bond, but uh, there is a unity as well. And it's like an unspoken law, basically, to to help each other through those tough times. That's what we're there for. But uh, here's a really cool uh, quote here. We're not trying to get rid of it. That's anger but simply transform it. Think about compost. Okay, so compost starts out as trash. We have this trash. It's the leftover stuff that we don't need. It's the stuff that um, doesn't serve us. And we decide to make compost of it. We're going to put it in soil. We're going to make soil of it. And from that soil, we're going to get some rich nutrients and we're going to put seeds in that and we're going to make a flower from it. So think about your anger as trash, as compost in the process of that. We're trying to transform it. So it may start out as something we don't need, don't want, but we're transforming it into soil to make a flower, to make food. I mean, how cool is that? Uh, that's from Thich Nhat Hanh in his book, Anger, on wisdom for cooling the flames. And yeah, I really hope you enjoyed that quote. I think that it was something that was, hmm, you know, something that really hit home for me because I never saw it as delicate as that wow, we can make something of this. We don't have to just throw it in the dump and never see it again. This can be rich. This can be something new. 
it doesn't have to stick with us forever. Uh, there's another some uh, there's another quote here I wanted to read to you from this book that I thought was really really good, and it comes from again talking about relationships and uh, let's see here. So punishing the other person, the other person is self punishment. That is true in every circumstance. Every time the United States Army tries to punish Iraq, not only does Iraq suffer, but the U.S. also suffers. Every time Iraq tries to punish, the the U.S. suffers, but Iraq also suffers. The same is true everywhere. Between the Israeli, the Palestinian, between the Muslim, the Hindu, between you and the other person, it has always been like that. So let us wake up. Let us be aware that punishing the other is not an intelligent strategy. Both you and the other person are intelligent. You can use your intelligence. You can come together and agree on a strategy for taking care of your anger. You both know that trying to punish each other is not wise. So promise each other that every time you get angry, you will not say or do anything out of anger. Instead, you will take care of your anger by going back to yourselves. It's practicing mindful breathing or mindful walking like we talked about earlier. Take advantage of the moments when you are happy together to sign the contract. Your peace treaty, a treaty of true love. Your peace treaty should be written and signed entirely on the basis of love, not like a peace treaty signed by political parties. They base their treaties only on national self-interest. They are still full of a lot of suspicion and anger. I'm sorry, they they are still full of a lot of suspicion and anger. But your peace treaty must be purely a love treaty. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, that was something that, again, that really hit home for me um, in making that treaty, you know, with, in your relationships with your partner and, you know, saying, hey, there's times where I'm going to feel this way or maybe I'm going through something. Just be with me this time, you know, help nurture me, embrace me, like, and not be angry at my anger because I already feel shameful of it. And all I want is to feel love. All I want is to help you transform this. Help you help me transform it. So yeah, so a good way to is to look at your anger like a child. Um, Each time you have an anger spout or you feel that anger, think about your child or you as a child, if you don't have a child, and have them there with you. Have them there sitting beside you. And what would you guys be doing? You know, would you be angry at your child? Which you could be. You know, there are some people that are developed, you know, that are newly new parents and they're so angry. Even the sound of their baby crying just triggers them. Again, this is a really good opportunity to help transform your anger and to start working on those steps where you're taking that time. And a good rule of thumb to go by is if you're feeling that early on in those stages, whatever the sign is, let your partner know, let somebody know so that it doesn't erupt on somebody else. You're not externalizing that. You're not putting it on something because it's your thing. It's your thing. You have to own that. So yeah, anger. 
Mm. Anger, anger, anger. So I guess I hope you really got some out of this. I hope that you were able to understand what anger is. Um, I hope you were able to understand some symbols of anger and what that means to anger and how that it can be used to attract, to get the attention of people, someone, something. And of course, ways to transform anger. So next time that you're angry, try this, try it out, try something new, tend to your child. Much love. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed episode three on anger and found some practical ways to connect with your anger. And of course, guidance on how to transform it. Please rate my episode on Apple and Spotify and leave a review. Tell me what you thought. In addition to this episode, if you're wanting to take your transformation to the next level, I offer one-on-one coaching in person and virtually. Message me at 423-943-7709 or visit my website, watersonholehealth.com to set up an appointment to get started today. Man, guys, I have some exciting news. If you're interested in being on my podcast, maybe to promote yourself, provide expertise on a topic, or simply just want to share your story, I will soon have a short application process that you can fill out and send my way. It'll be available on social media and, of course, my website, watersonholehealth.com. If you want to connect with me further, I'm at watersonholehealth.com, on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at The Outdoor Mentor. I look forward to our next time together, but for now, I hope your ears and heart were filled with love. Thank you for showing up. Thank you.